0: Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show. We're recording. Guest today, Trillium Rose. How do you introduce yourself to, to people, Trillium?
1: I usually say, "Hey, I'm Trill."
0: Trill. Trill. Trill is like a uh, that that has a new meaning since since when you were given the name.
1: Yeah, that's so completely true, and I don't think my parents even are aware of it. By no, the way, no. So like if I, if I go to a Starbucks and I I usually say Trill because it's Trillium just is a lot of words, a lot of letters, and um, people are like, "Huh, Trill."
0: Right. <laughs> 'Cause trill me for the for the uninitiated, what does trill mean?
1: True and real. <laughs> True and real. Yeah.
0: It's a real like uh, hipster phrase. Not even a hipster phrase. It's like a raver phrase.
1: Uh, if you if you look Urban Dictionary, it's yeah, it's definitely streets from the street. Right. Yeah, it's very street or a picture of um I have a picture of a uh, oh man, who's the bot? Mike Tyson, he's wearing a hat that says Trill and huge letters on it.
0: Right. Trill, does trill filter its way into uh, the golf industry much? The word? <laughs> True and real? I mean, it should.
1: I have one thing. So, Penny Hardaway, a basketball player, so he used to practice at, at Duraldo and Jim McLean. And so, at the time, my website was Trill Golf. And so, he'd come every time, and he was a, a voracious practicer. I don't know if, you know if you know that, but Penny, I've never seen anyone practice more than Penny Hardaway. So, he'd come up, and he'd be, Trill Golf, Trill Golf, Trill Golf. He loved it.
0: This was before Trill was a word.
1: I think he was just ahead of, you know, now we know it. Like, the time I know about it is sort of old on the old side.
0: Maybe he invented the alternate definition of the word Trill.
1: Right. Let's just go with that.
0: So you introduce your name as Trill, and then someone says Trill, tell me a little bit about yourself. How do you answer that question? Uh,
1: really? This is, like, that open-ended?
0: Yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell me about yourself, Trill.
1: Uh, okay. So where do we start? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, that's that's this this is what door merely, do you want to go into? This Front is door? a Rorschach test on a verbal verbal Rorschach. So go ahead.
1: This is, there's a lot of stress. What right do now. you
0: see in the cloud?
1: What do I see? Um, so well, I like people and I like to teach golf, but I can't say I think about golf all the time. I think about lots of stuff, but um, I mean, I grew up playing, so I love sports. I love doing things, and I love people, and I love teaching and I'm curious and I love learning. So I think if you put those things together and, uh, and then, and then along the way, uh, sort of the path that I took kind of led me to golf instruction. So that's where I am. That's where I am right now.
0: When you put it that way, it would, it it seems like it would lead you to golf instruction. Although I imagine was the path very clear cut or or was it very, uh, indirect?
1: No, it was like, uh, yeah, it was like a, a Mobius strip, you know, like... Mmm, the infinity we, symbol? Which, where are we going? Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Look, kids, Big Ben, Parliament. Mm,
1: falling backwards. Wait, the ceiling's the floor. Right. Uh, no, I think... I, I was on a track th- earlier on to... Um, if I if I didn't get in the golf business, I'd probably be a producer, honestly.
0: Interesting. Of videos? Of uh, movies?
1: Uh, movies, yeah. I, was, I went to school in Los Angeles. I love photography. And I was a personal assistant for a movie director... And she, um, you know, she brought me along, so I was kind of f- through the process of you know, s- the script writing, making script changes, the pre-production you know, on Warner Brothers lot or wherever we were doing it, um, on set, post-production. So there's like the whole gamut of stuff. And then, and then I also loved photography, so I had a couple of jobs working for photographers and then a producer who produced, she's Bruce Weber's sister, Nan. Um, she was fabulous, so she produced big, big photo shoots. So, um, and then I worked on Saturday Night Lives uh, in the film unit as one of the producers. So I just, I really liked, you know, the creating part. Um, my parents, my mom's an artist and my dad's an architect. And so I think the creative side for me was just sort of a natural evolution of where I would go. Um, you know, having said that, I also love sports. So kind of on the side, I was like, you know, so my boss, the director, she always called me a jock. But I never really thought of myself as a jock. I thought of myself more as an artist, so I don't know, maybe identify identity crisis. Um, so I think having, um, you know, having had both backgrounds after after I graduated college, um, so I played lacrosse growing up, um, lacrosse through high school and college, and golf was my summer sport. So after having graduated college, I realized, oh, I can't really play lacrosse. Where am I going to find 21 <laughs> women? Right. <laughs> So I um, I got back into golf, or I, I started taking it more seriously, and at the time I was working in New York, and um, I went home for a wedding. My dad had had a stroke recently. I was living, there; they live in Vermont. I was living in New York, um, and so I, uh, I played golf, and the head pro was like, hey Trill, my assistant just left. Will you be my assistant? And uh, the timing was right. I thought, Maybe I should come home and be with my family and spend time, um, you know, on that side of things. And my job will always be there because I, I was doing a lot of freelance stuff, so I, I was able to move. So I did that, and that's how I got started in golf.
0: That's crazy. That, that seems very, uh, very indirect. See, most people, I feel like, are like, "I want to work in golf, and here's how I'm going to do it," and mm. then they basically figure that out. Do you think? And then, and then, I guess, just to give people some. Uh, just just to sort of spoil the ending, where are we now? Not 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 the location, but I mean, your career has, um, you know, escalated and rewarded you with with what I'm imagining is is a good amount of success.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't look at it as sort of anything as a stopping point, or I, I don't. I mean, I, I don't whatever. I wouldn't define it that way. I just think, yes, I've certainly come a long way. I've certainly I've certainly um, I like challenges, so I think from the time I started to now, uh, I really had a I had a lot of opportunity to to explore what I liked and kind of work and exercise what I liked and kind of do more of what I wanted to do. And I think um, the quick version of that is uh, I'm a director of instruction at a club, but more so, I think I had a you know kind of a burning desire to really understand how people learn and. And at the time when I was learning, this is you know now 20 years ago. At the time when I was learning how to teach, the discussions really revolved around what you want to teach, like, like what does the club look like at the top? What do you need to do to, to fix a hook? What are the different um, you know dynamics of ball flight? And those things are so important. And I can get into you know the different machinations of how I learned and whatever, but that's not so interesting. But I think at the at the time. Um, nobody is really talking about how you deliver that information and how effective you need to be as a coach and what really defines an effective coach. I should say nobody in the golf business, or or not nobody, but it really wasn't a topic that was being discussed too often. And granted, I I think it's also, it's a difficult one to define because it's not quite as clear as what you can gain from numbers and measurements. You know, you can measure a club. You can measure a ball spin rate. You can measure pressure plates and force vectors and, and all those things, which I think are incredibly important. Um, so that's when I realized I needed, to, I needed to just, I needed to be a better person in, in terms of answering these questions for people and how I was going about um, scheduling practices and the conditions and factors and variables that go into um, someone's someone's time that they're spending on their own. Like, how can I get someone better faster? How can I spend like what exactly am I giving them in terms of feedback? So I just, I, I just read a lot. And it became very clear that there was a huge amount of science and literature that had been done, not in the golf industry, but in the, on the academic side. You know, there's, people have strokes. People need to be rehabilitated. So when you have brain injuries, um, you need to relearn things. And, and that, there's a lot of research on that. There's a lot of research on the brain and how the body works. And there are a lot of people that have asked questions that golf pros want to know. Like, is it better to do the same thing over and over and over? Is it better to skip, better to invite difficulty or adjustments or change the context of how you're learning? So anyway, so I decided to just go back to school and get a get a master's degree in this stuff so I can really understand the the primary source literature. and And I think that's what, and that was like in 2012. So that was a there was like a good turning point for me, where I was able to um, really put like a fence around my life and my time, and um, and not teach, and not do anything other than read, essentially, read and and write, and um, so I spent like two years reading. Um, one of those years was in the Columbia Library. I was literally in the library from. And I was living in Brooklyn, so I, I was even reading on the subway. So Brooklyn to Upper West Side is a, like a 50-minute train ride, even, even when you're on the 2-3 for most of the time, you know. So um, that was just an incredible turning point for me. That and it took me a lot of time. It took me about a year to even get back out of the weeds and be able to then disseminate that and put that together in, in a construct that I could then share and bring to golf. So, I mean, that's kind of where I am.
0: That's so interesting to hear that you uh, basically dropped the teaching to learn, and it's probably not that common. I feel I feel like most, I feel like what I would hear more common would be like, yeah. So then I doubled down to uh, grow my business, and I, you know, invested money in advertising or something like that. Like, I mean, you're already had a career, right? And then you were just like going to hit pause and
1: and throw myself. More into, you know,
0: more into debt yeah. and to not necessarily know what you're going to get out of it. I mean, I don't think does having, a. what did you get a master's in?
1: Motor learning and control.
0: So does that, does that allow you to charge more for a lesson? Hell no. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so cool. Why are you so interesting? I mean, you're, you said you like challenges. Yeah. That's well, uh that's uh do you find that you're alone in that?
1: I, no, I, I surround myself with people that that I like. You know, I I am a hard editor when it comes to my time and the people I spend time with.
0: Well, thank you for being here.
1: (laughs) Immediately liked you. (laughs) By the way, do people know that you've got a great game?
0: Uh, A golf game? Yeah. I try to keep that pretty low key.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You've got a great swing. I I saw your swing. I thought, wow, it's not too often that someone can, and and then your byline is producer. It's like, I love that. that Oh, on
0: Instagram, the gray gray thing? Yeah. Mm The great yeah. thing. I was trying to come up. I, there was I was I, we we had a joke up there, didn't we? At one point, Colt. What was up there at one point? It was like attorney, <laughs> real estate. <laughs> yeah, well, producer. I mean, I come from a filmmaking background, but this isn't about me. This is about you. Um, the uh, I think the interesting thing about uh, um, well, I want to get into the swing eventually. I do. I do want to get there with you, but but I kind of want to explore this idea of. Well, enjoying challenge. So I read this book recently called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving i I'm going to try as a curse today. I'm going to try to do one podcast, no cursing. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F Word, you know, whatever. And in it, he talks about how life is essentially a series of problems, and you get to choose which problems you want to solve. And by solving one problem, all you've done is created the opportunity for another to arise. And I realized, wow, that's very true. Like I like solving the problems of plane tickets, airports, traveling, hotels. I like that. I like who do we need to talk to? What do we need to learn from them? What can we give to them? Like, and, and, and now, and then the problem is how do we get, um, you know, the, the, how do we make something that people care about? Right. And, and what is the most important ingredient in that? And, you know, it's been, that's been an interesting problem to look at solving and, um, you know, how do we travel more efficiently? How do we have more fun, right? Um, so, you, you're you're you saying that you enjoy challenges, probably is a, um, uh, a is symptomatic of why I thought we should podcast together, right? That 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 mindset is really what I'm interested most in, whether it's golf or whatever. Where do you? Uh, can you talk more about that?
1: I so I so completely understand what you're talking about and how you're how you're looking at the pro- problems not as necessary problems but as as just stepping stones to get somewhere or to do something or to create something or to give something right just to 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 move and produce and and to create and and to grow and to share and to you know laugh along the way I mean I totally identify with all of that stuff and then, and then to really enjoy the process while you're doing it so. You know, it's so funny I have I have there are a lot of different people sort of along the way that that I've learned a lot from and have have kind of jived with and and every now and then someone will say like like you don't seem like a golf instructor or golf pro so something. Or I can't believe you and sometimes I myself think like hmm, how do I even get into golf or like, like I don't necessarily Like, I'm in an airport I'm not looking like a golf pro and I'm not'm I'm, I'm not trying to disparage anybody that does I just I, for me, you, you can
0: totally make fun of golf it's style,
1: not my identity, you know, my identity is not wrapped up in it. Um, and I'm totally okay with the people that are, I'm not, I don't want to offend anybody by saying that. Um, but for me, if I'm really being true and authentic, um, it, it, I really like sharing with people how they can get better. I could say, you probably have taken lessons as a youngster.
0: I I I started playing golf seven years ago. What? <laughs> and I have taken a lot of lessons. Are you joking? No, seven. Seven.
1: What did you play growing up? Baseball. Okay, that helps. Yeah,
0: primarily baseball.
1: How, were you serious with baseball?
0: Um, I haven't been very serious about anything my most of my life, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but yeah. No, I played a lot of baseball though. That helps. Yeah. I mean, i i I have good balance. I don't fall down that much. So
1: you've had good coaches. Let's put it this way. So you've had a coach here. Dana there. Dahlquist. He's fabulous.
0: Yeah, he's a great guy. So
1: you probably remember one or two moments where, like the, the, the aha, the whoa, that was magic.
0: I have it every day. I play golf. Right. Yeah. So if every you, day I actually play golf.
1: You actually play golf yeah. instead of just like instead look of like, like filming
0: you're instead of fil- filming and playing are different things. Yeah. But yeah, no. When when Dana says to do something and then you struggle with doing it a dozen times, then you finally do it and you see it. Right. That's for me. That that the great thing about golf is it's just like it's a it's like. A, you know, and you go to the post office, there's the PO boxes there. Well, we just got a PO box, which is exciting. So now I'm familiar with this situation, but golf is like that. Like there's literally hundreds of PO boxes that golf can define itself within. And my favorite, Some sometimes it's the swing and you're just trying to figure out that piece of advice. And then finally you do it and it's like, whoa.
1: Yeah. 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 And, and I think that, that, that opportunity to give someone an answer that's going to, that's going to really feel good and make a change. I, I just I kind of get a high off of that.
0: So, uh, I would imagine that's probably pretty incredible actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so you go you get your masters in motor what is it?
1: Motor learning and control.
0: Motor learning and control. in mean,
1: the biobehavioral science department at Teachers College.
0: And is that your jam? What is your jam? What is it what is it what is what I is I love is...
1: jams. Can we play some music?
0: <laughs> we don't have the rights. Can we can we have any music from Artlist? list? <laughs> We're gonna look into playing some music. <laughs>
1: I'm kidding.
0: Um, what, uh, but, but is that really your thing? What, you what, 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 is, what, what defines you, what, what separates you as, I mean, so you got this, I'll, I'll t- yeah.
1: Okay, so, so so, I felt like we needed to be having more conversations about how to, how to give information. And so I was learning from incredible people who knew a lot, but also noticing, wait a sec, you actually might be a, a really crappy coach. Because watch, right? You know an unbelievable amount, but that doesn't make that person a good play. Just because you know it, if they haven't learned it, you haven't taught it. And those are two different skills. So the, the expertise and the knowledge, knowledge base and expertise around the subject matter, that's one skill, but your ability to deliver that, your listening skills, your, your, ability, your EQ, you know, your intuition, your sensitivity to what's happening, you know your ability to, to create many different ways. I mean, your whole attitude about about delivering. You know, versus. You know, if you if you're trying to sell something or or push something on someone, as opposed to find out what they need, right? Like, right, you know what I'm talking about. This is a very different approach than simply saying, "Okay, now that I know what D plane is, I'm going to go ahead and be a great teacher." And so I felt like someone needed to go out there and like bash the gong and say wake up you guys let's get let's start talking about this and so that I think that's become something that's defined me is the person who can talk with a little bit of knowledge on motor learning and and how the how we deliver that information as opposed to what
0: okay so then what is motor learning I actually don't know
1: okay motor learning is the is the set of processes bear with me that lead to a, a ability to create the, a skill a, def, a defined or a desired skill over many different environments that's just a, a fancy way of saying your ability to do something um, in different ways in a relatively permanent way
0: it's weird because I'm blacking out when you tell me it I seriously I'm like what is it can you tell me again
1: okay so let me say it a, let me say it a different way Um. um so there, there's, there's, you, they're like genetically defined, sk- okay, a skill. There's okay. There's a gene- genetically defined skill, like something that you, um, have in, in your DNA that you've genetically, then there's Like what? Reflexes. Like, like
0: if your dad was a pitcher, then you'd be a good pitcher?
1: Not necessarily, but more like you have, um you have, you know, a, a lot of, of like mobility in your wrist because you inherited that. Or you ah, have, right. you know, you have fast twitch muscles, that kind of thing. Oh, I um, see. Reflexes, and then there are learned skills. Okay. So when you learn a skill, you're able to do something with less, um, less cognitive thinking, with less.
0: People might erroneously call that a muscle memory.
1: I- exactly.
0: Right. Now, you know, Which you don't believe in.
1: I do believe in it. Oh. I mean, it is the same thing. It's just a lay term for it because your muscles don't have a memory, your brain does. Yeah. But that's that's what it is—muscle memory.
0: Right. You're it's really... like a, it's like gripping the club. Like you don't need to think about it anymore.
1: Well, you learned how to walk. Mm. You learned. How, you learned how to talk. I did. Um. Yep. Pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> you you learned how to so so these are movement skills that you don't have to think about anymore.
0: I see. So that's why you brought up the stroke
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, example because yeah. what you're dealing with is. How to? What, I mean, I don't understand. I guess, I guess, I don't understand how it relates to golf, really. How does this? Because it doesn't, or does it?
1: Great.
0: <laughs> if you're listening, you can't see her face lit up as though I just. It. Yeah.
1: I'm so glad you're asking, though, because every, nobody's asked that. Nobody's ever said that
0: to me. Really? Nobody. That seems seems strange.
1: And I and I have a I have a I'm feeling go talk very to them. high IQ. So this this tells me. Well, what was everybody else lost to? You, um I'm not saying that you're lost I think you're asking me to pick it apart a little more carefully yeah um, and explore really what what it means in different in different terms um so so let's just um let's use an example so I've got a beginner and a beginner doesn't say let's say a division one soccer player comes and so so she's relatively athletic probably very athletic but doesn't know how to hold a club so skills don't tr- don't translate there's if you're a great soccer player, there's nothing to say that you're going to be a great golfer because the, sk- the skills are not. Have you ever been asked to play a skill that's totally not yours? Yes. E- and you didn't immediately pick it up and, and have great success. Well, it would
0: be like playing lefty versus playing righty.
1: It's a little different because the, the, the motor program is already in your brain. Oh. It just has to go to a different side. It's Interesting. a little different. But it's like starting something up completely from scratch.
0: Like hacky sack.
1: Haggy sack.
0: I'm bad. Another bad example. Shit. All right. Moving on. I cursed. Dang. Oh <laughs> that no. Was your one. You, I got totally backed up you there. You used it. Oh jeez. Okay. So anyway, a great soccer player can't play golf.
1: I shouldn't say no. Uh, yeah, yeah. But in, in this example. In this example. So someone has to learn. You're learning how to put your hands on. You're learning the grip. Yeah. You're learning. In and in a golf swing is a very complex. You know, from from a it's an academic definition of simple to complex golf swing falls under the highly complex side of stuff. It's highly complex, highly complex. It's a
0: relief to hear you say that (laughs) I'll tell you.
1: It's it it, it it completely is even putting is complex. Yeah. So, okay. So that means it, I mean, it's not like dart throwing, which I wouldn't say is it's just dart throwing is a lot easier because you have so many degrees of freedom that are just frozen. Or bowling. I mean, no disrespect to you guys. I know it's really it's hard to do. I don't that. know
0: if there's a lot of darters or bowlers listening. If they are, I'd love to hear from you. You will hear. Send I'm sure someone's
1: going to someone's going to say something.
0: Eric, what is it? The Eric Lang Show at Gmail.com. <laughs> I'm dying. Uh, I love bowling. Okay, moving on.
1: Okay, moving on. So, okay, think of motor learning as muscle memory. Okay, that makes it really easy. But but here's where people um people kind of skip over this is because it's not obvious, and that is it's not the behavior as much as it is the strength and the ability of your neural network.
0: Okay. Yeah, pause for a fact. Yeah, I mean, I'm like...
1: So, here's what happens. Okay. So, when you learn something new, you have to think about it. The Fitz and Posner were psychologists in the 1950s that came up with this theory of, um, of, of learning. And it was a great, simple theory, and it still holds water... So, there are stages of learning. So, when you're learning something, and, and it doesn't matter if you're already an expert, if you're learning something new, let's say Tiger wants to change his swing at the top after he won by 1,000 shots. Let's just say he wants to do that. For
0: example. You know, why would he do Hypothetically. that? Hypothetically.
1: And, and also, to fire his coach. So, let's say, let's he say does the that. year
0: happens to be what, 2002? Yeah, like. Or a, just potentially. I
1: mean, maybe he played a golf course like you know, Pebble or something. So, maybe. and then. <laughs> so, he, so then, okay, so now what do you do? Here's what you do. You have to go back to phase one, which is a cognitive phase. So when that happens in your prefrontal cortex, I'm po- pointing to my forehead because that's where it is. This is the executive command center,
0: right cockpit.
1: yeah, and if you're not watching, just roll video so you can see this because this will be helpful. yeah, right here, where the activity happens, and so these neurons start firing, so you've you've got you've got words in your head, you've got your coach saying. Ah, you're you're throwing it, or you know, so you, so you're thinking about what you're supposed to be doing, and then the the movement's jerky. And so neurons neurons were fire. So you start with intent, you a plan, which is in your brain in, in your in your consciousness. The plan is to do this. So your brain sends this explosion of synapses, and they don't know where to go because they're going somewhere new. So it's just like a fireworks display going. And it goes down through your um, so interneurons. That's your spinal cord. Which that's like a highway. They move very fast there. And then those go into the um, into motor neurons they enter, in, where that innervates muscles. So it goes from here, down there, out there. Now the output is jerky and crazy because you haven't done it before. So, okay. Um, so then what? Well, then... You do it a couple more times. You start to get feedback, whether the feedback is intrinsic, like you yourself know that wasn't right because you've seen the guy over there and you don't look like you're like, okay, I know I didn't do it right. And keep, and keep watching or augmented, which could be any any version of feedback you get elsewhere, like a training aid or you're watching or you, you know someone says this is what I need to ch- see it changed. Or so you you learn where this. By the way, I'm going pretty fast on this. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so you learn where the um. You learn where the error is. You start to feel it. So that feedback can help shape how you make an adjustment. So then you do, you do it again. So this is called a feedback loop. So plan, execution, and then you analyze the plan. Yeah, judgment. Judgment, right? So plan, execution, evaluation. That's, that's how it goes.
0: I'm going to hit a cut. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold the finish a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then you do it. And then you basically say that was actually a pull. Or maybe you say it was a cut. I don't know.
1: Right, right. And so you're on the range. You're like, f. I don't know how or why. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well, that then it would help to have some some extra feedback. Feedback from elsewhere, whether mm. it's watching, you know, uh, our boys, um, Andy and Piers, or it's it's you know, get you Dana looking at your swing, or you're you have your own video, or you've got. You know your useless friend who happens to have some brilliant suggestion that works, like for the first time ever. You know, whatever.
0: Or I could get a suggestion in Instagram comments, which has happened. Or those are scary to me. I'll be honest.
1: There's a lot of stuff scary.
0: Because they might, they might be. Yeah, I don't know.
1: So, but with, with, yeah, bear with me. So then, once you, once you do a number of times, you start to feel feel where the error is. So our brains are very efficient. So then that that firing instead of looking like fireworks starts to look more like a you know, like a bottle rocket, and so then
0: this is, this is physically in the brain. the neurons are firing differently.
1: yep, yeah you know I'm not sure that I'm not sure that everyone anyone has a, a, there's still a lot of mystery to what exactly goes on, but this, the, the, there's a lot that we know enough about activity changes so the, so we do know the neurons start to fire in the same place. Whoa. the pattern starts to streamline and it becomes more like a highway. when what? When you, it's called neural pruning. Jeez. Neural pruning. And so. Guys,
0: have you pulled over yet? Are you taking notes? You have to pull <laughs> over and get is out it, the pen.
1: Has it even crashed yet? Trillium is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this podcast killed seven people. Uh, guys, be careful. Just put, this is this is heavy. This is dense. Um,
1: I was worried about this. I didn't want to get too Were nerdy. you really? Yeah, I, I knew. I, Why were you I, nervous? I, I didn't know. Nervous that I get too nerdy.
0: Um we got, we got close to the edge. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. We're going to we're gonna dial it back. Um, okay, so the word neuropruning, that where we left off?
1: Yeah, neuropruning. Neuro pruning. Is that like
0: when you're in the hot tub for too long or is that more like taking leaves off a tree? <laughs> Which one?
1: I like the hot tub. Any so there's a hot tub involved I'm <laughs> <on> in.
0: <laughs> hot tubs are great.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, so, so the brain's just like, you know what, forget it. We want to get more efficient. Let's just move. Let's just only send but send the um, the neurons where they need to go.
0: Okay, on what? On the third swing, or or at what point?
1: Well, it depends.
0: Oh, the, this is a place you need to get to to excel in the golf swing.
1: It depends on what you're working. It depends on it. Depends. It depends on a million things. Like, what? What's the question? <laughs> Well, how are fa- you asking how fast this happens?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering when. How do you? I'm curious. The idea of the neurons going from like sort of a mess into like a yeah. nice single file line yeah. is exciting to me. Yeah. How do I get there?
1: Okay, so we know that six to eight weeks is about a time frame.
0: Oh wow! So wh- I guess what I'm hearing from you is like you, you got to practice.
1: Oh yeah, it's like the only thing every scientist agrees on that you you do have to practice, but but you've got to practice in a way that's that's useful.
0: Right. And, and what would you say are the simplest ways to create useful practice?
1: <laughs> uh, so challenge, that's the first thing.
0: Ah, create challenges.
1: We could just... we could Don't just, just, just hit balls. Call that like the, the only chapter. Really? Yeah. So it's, about, it's all about challenge. So when you're learning something new, it's obviously pretty hard. So the inherent difficulty for, for, for someone is like high. Now, if you're... High? What do you mean? Well, if you are... So oh, the,
0: the, the, the challenge is high. The, the level is high.
1: Yeah, yeah. like, so right. if I'm trying to hit a 20-yard pitch shot, it's probably a lot easier for me than someone... Do you guys play golf over there? We all play golf. Okay, so, so then, like, Snowball would be if hard we, for him. Snowball
0: is actually... Snowball's pretty good. <laughs> good. He's good. Uh,
1: How is his 20-yard chip?
0: He's even par oh, throughout his entire life. Terrible example. Never had a burgie, never had a bogey. Um, but you
1: know what I'm saying? So for someone new, it'd be easy. And, yeah. I mean, sort of hard, and for someone who's who's been playing, it'd be easy. So so if like someone someone who's new, the challenge may be to just remember what the freaking grip is, right? Or like what the what they're doing. There's so many different things. For me, the challenge would be all right. I'm trying to drain this, and I don't want to. I don't want to just sit here and repeat, 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 because I'm that's not hard. I I want to make it hard. I want to liken the situation that I'm gonna have. In, in, in performance and that's I have one ball. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and have give myself one chance.
0: So like practice putting you just you just use one ball.
1: Mostly. Unless yeah. I'm doing something specific with my technique. Right. Right. So I'd rather see someone hit most people need technique work. And this is where I come back to the golf skill is is highly complex. Most people could could Use a pile of golf balls.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, yeah.
1: Right? And that's often called blocked practice. Blocked? Blocked.
0: God. Is, I feel like you just told me I have a cavity. What is blocked practice?
1: Ah, blocked practice is, is when, you, when you do the same thing over and over and over. Well, I shouldn't say that. You attempt to do the same thing. You take your 7-iron and you go to 150 yards, the same flag, from the same lie.
0: I do that. I want to hit the perfect seven iron.
1: Now, that's probably now that if it's easy for you, it's probably not the best practice. Mm. You're probably just maintaining what you have. But if you wanted to improve your skill, so the skill in golf is adapting, right? So that's very different than than spending time doing the same thing over and over. That's working on your swing, which is more of a mechanical practice. But we don't get the same environment every time when we're playing, unlike many other sports that are done like a gymnast or a basketball player or a swimmer or a, basically any other sport. It's all regulated, except ours. Ours, we have to we have to find out how to do it differently every single freaking time, even if we play the same golf course because the conditions are different and the weather's different and our physiology is different. You know, our chemistry is changing all the time. And our annoying partners sometimes are wonderful and sometimes they're not, right?
0: When you describe it that way, it makes me really proud to be a golfer, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's like like we go out there and we're just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. It's just the truth. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny because a lot of people, I think, um, a lot of people go out there. It's funny. I think people who don't know golf probably think that it's the same. Everywhere, and then I think even people that do know golf probably erroneously think, "Oh yeah, it's just this 18 holes; it's gonna be the same." I always do this on the first hole. I always do that on the second hole. You saw Andy Pearson, Andy talk about his least favorite word in golf is "I always." I always. Do you have I, one of those? I always. Do you, have a, do you have a least favorite word that you hear? I can't. I can't mm-hmm. come up with a least favorite word. Oh no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, but do you, it, it, I can't. Yeah, I see. yeah. That must be tough as a as a person who's trying to transmit information. When you have someone who's basically saying, I, 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 um, I'm unable to accept this teaching.
1: Yeah, you know, I kind of threw that out without really thinking about it either. I am mean, sure there, there's not, I, I don't ever get, um, I mean, I like teaching everybody. The, the only challenge that, that I find with, with students that I, that I can't really control, um, but I can do my best to, to help, would be expectation levels. So somebody's expectation level, and this is usually with a really good athlete or someone who's got high athletic aptitude, right? So they're very athletic, whether or not they've had the, or they think they're very athletic. And so they assume that they should be um, able to do something quicker. And like, it, it always, it's funny to me when someone says, I just want to be consistent. And I'm like, oh, so does Tiger Woods. I mean... Okay, yeah. okay, thank you. So do I. So yeah, like welcome to the welcome to the party. Well and which every single golfer is at the party. Right? <laughs> so consistency, first of all, there's just noise in our bodies. There's noise. So we're never gonna be one hundred percent consistent. It's not about consistency. And Lynn and Pia actually talk about this too. I didn't even realize it until yesterday.
0: Lynn and Pia from Vision Fifty Four. Yeah, yeah. Annika's... Current coaches or former coaches? Or?
1: Former. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize they, they had the same perspective, but it's it's really the it's really the truth.
0: Go ahead. I, oh, you know what? Actually, let's take a quick break. Everybody, we're not going anywhere. Be right back. All right, folks. You know my favorite golf shoe, don't you? I think you do. It's three stripe life, y'all, and that means Adidas. Um, and so anyway, I just wanted to tell you that when I I I'm I'm a big fan of the Tour Three Hundred and Sixty, obviously. And uh, they've made a huge update to the Tour 360, and uh, the two letters that it's concerned with are the letters X and T. Okay, the Tour 360 XT changes the game. Okay, it's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round. By the way, a light golf shoe is what I'm all about. A heavy. There are some other companies making heavy golf shoes, and I'm just like. By the way, I weigh enough. There's enough going on. I'm carrying a golf bag. I'm carrying my team. Um, Tor XT changes the game. It's lighter, so your feet feel even better after a round, and it still features that boost, y'all. Do you know where boost comes from? It And boost is cool because it only comes in black and white. I don't know if you noticed that. And actually, they the guy who made boost like was going to bring it to some other, you know, they, they were shopping it around, and everyone else said no. Adidas was like, I'll take that boost, even though it's only black and white. And what did Adidas do with it? They made it awesome. I'm looking at boost right now on my feet boost on my feet uh and it has an x-shaped traction system that gives you insane stability literally it's not sane it's literally crazy your feet will literally be like i'm crazy best part it comes in spikeless Ooh, that's tight the first spikeless ever in the history of the tour 360 crazy comfortable and perfect for the course get your pair at adidas.com thank me later follow adidas golf for all the latest and greatest that's all true statements right there check it out go support adidas because they're a good company good people i like it Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town, where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. Okay, so uh, we're back. You were going to talk about- And uh, we're back. We're <laughs> and we're back. Thanks, everybody, for checking it out. Again, use cars. Get them at usecars.com. No, I'm kidding. I, maybe that is a website, actually. I don't know. Um, but uh, but you um, you were talking about uh, Pia and Lynn, and about how you shared some thinking, some thought process.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was just about consistency, and and I think the the, the desire to be consistent can it can be like banging your head against the wall because nobody's ever consistent, and that's not what the game is about. The game is about adapting. Your ability to adapt to perform a skill. No matter what the what the circumstances are, and so we ought to practice doing that, and not and yeah, not practice doing the same thing over and over.
0: Uh, Real quick, I just wanted I I I did go to Pia and Lynn's school, Vision Fifty Four, years ago, and yeah, I had a great time. It was like a three day thing where one of the one of the things they had us do was throw clubs on the range and uh, hit balls with one foot on the ground. It was really interesting. And, and, you know, if you, if you're not familiar, Vision 54 is, I think it was Annika's idea of 18 birdies in one round. Anyway, um, I thought that was very interesting. And the idea of adapting you just brought up makes me think about, um, I, I, I did something a few weeks ago that, uh, that, um, I made a decision that I was very I guess reluctant to, but also excited to finally make, which was that, you know, I've been struggling off the tee for a while. Like I can kind of get my irons around and, you know, Dana and I have been working on the working on the, the swing of a lot. And, and, you know, he like prefers a draw. And I and I was, you know, all of last year, all the last couple of years, it's been a draw. It's been a big draw. Like it's almost been too much. And this year I was like, and then all of a sudden I just couldn't hit a draw anymore and it turned into a cut and then a push and then a block. And, and then I was just like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to hit a cut. And I played the other day. I mean, I, I was hitting, I hit a lot of fairways. And I think that was not maybe so much of what you mean, adapting to the course, but that was just adapting to my own like ability. Like I was just like, guys, like I can't.
1: That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. So you went with what you felt and you, you could manage that. Yeah. That's great. So I give the big thumbs up from I, the motor I, learning side.
0: I feel like a loser though. Why? Because <laughs> all the big boys hit draws. Come on. You know, when you go on when you watch golf on TV, they're like moving the ball right to left and it's carrying, you know, minimum three oh five.
1: Not everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody.
0: The but the leaders.
1: Uh yeah, but you know where your ball's going.
0: That is the that's the trade off. That's that's what I wanted more of.
1: Yeah. So
0: I guess what I'm talking about is what I think probably Maybe people on the people listening would relate to, which is, the 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 uh, the delicate equation of decision making on the tee box that, where you sort of listen to your ego and then you listen to the scorecard and then you listen to the layout, uh, and then and then you ultimately come up with a plan.
1: Yeah, that's right. The plan
0: and the plan and the plan is. <laughs> One of Colt' my favorite jokes that Colt ever made was, we were uh, we were on seventeen at Pinehurst number two, and there was there was a I was on the left side of the fairway and there's a high tree, on the left side, and I was like I'm gonna hit a high six iron over the tree and cut it back to the green. The clearly the shot was a draw, but I was like I'm just gonna hit a high cut, and I did it. I hit the exactly the um, I hit uh, I hit exactly the shot I wanted, but the shot I wanted wasn't the right shot. And Cole just goes, he said, is that called bad intentions? (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, you know, that that must come up for a lot of students as we learn about whatever, our own swing or, you know, learn about the game or learn about what's important to us, right? How do you experience that?
1: Yeah. um, So, ask that again.
0: It's a terror. I didn't really ask you a question. I'm sorry. (laughs) I just said talk. What I meant to say was, is that is that, you know for the people who are listening that find that as as a common experience, right of 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 struggling with decision making or ultimately making a, making a poor decision oh, right, and yeah. then following through with that. Yeah, how do you address? Do you notice a common a common uh, you know link between the ego? The, 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 and the plan.
1: Well, this is, this is absolutely something that we all face. I mean, also we're human. So, you know, our consciousness is going to get in the way or not necessarily in the way, but it's going to, it's going to be driving what we do. You're standing on the T. You have to make a decision. You have to think about it. But the problem is from, from, um, you know, from, from just the way our brains and muscles and, and like motor patterns work. You have to you have to honor the fact that you, you might have a, a lot of mileage on a particular movement. So that motor program is think of it as a memory. It's a pretty strong memory. And first of all, your earliest your earliest movements are usually the strongest. So the, the things that you've done early. What do you mean? Habits. You mean the ones that you
0: did on your first year of golf?
1: Yeah, like if you learned. If you have it, and let's say it's a good one, great you're going to have it. it's going to be easier. But just because you started early in golf doesn't make you have a good swing. You could have an, a sh- crappy swing early in your life, and that's going to be your you know, your predominant move. So okay, so I think so hang on, back to where you are on the tee, and many people are standing over lots of shots. OK, now I'm going to hit this one. Well, if you've done it four times and if you've done the other one four hundred and fifty thousand times, so the one you've done the most—it's like every time you do a repetition, like a penny in the penny bank. Hmm. So the one that has the the, the most pennies in it is going to be your kind of bread and butter go-to. So if you want to make something new happen, you got to put a lot of pennies, more pennies than the other one.
0: There's a lot of pennies. Yeah. Right. $45,000 just wanted to put that out there. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> pennies.
1: Okay. So you your body better be able to, you know, to handle that. And I'm not saying it's, it's like a direct one to one, maybe maybe you're just making a small adjustment to, you know, to that jar. So, okay that's where my analogy kind of doesn't work so much. So so like, okay, if I'm only going to change my wrist angles, everything in my backswing is good, but the wrist angles are going to change, That might be like an easier movement than, okay, I need to change my entire sequencing in the downswing. Right. You know? So some adjustments are a lot easier than others. But anyway, back to how you're going to perform. You can't perform with all those thoughts while you're doing it. So so fits really? fits and posers phases of learning. Possible, but it's very disruptive. So so you start with a cognitive phase where your attention level is very high, and then associative where you can kinda of do it you, you kind of have the feeling have to think as much. And then autonomous is the last phase where you can Whoa. do it without thinking.
0: And that takes six to eight weeks.
1: Um, more than For like delivery. More, <laughs> yeah.
0: By the way, it's forty five hundred dollars. I was just I had to get that out of my good, are you I'm, get ba- a, I'm good at math.
1: I get a couch faster than that.
0: Um, Interesting, really. So, so you can do that. And so, do you subscribe to the ten thousand hours theory? Is that is that is that a theory, or is that...
1: more than subscribe to it? I think Anders Ericsson is is brilliant. And
0: his name's Anders Ericsson? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah so uh, I just thought it was Malcolm Gladwell. I'm very I'm very unread.
1: Well, Malcolm's the author, but the the um, the um, researchers is Anders Ericsson. Mm. And so, what Anders did, he's he, that was a pretty misunderstood theory because. Everybody jumped on the time because it's so it's so tangible. All I need to do is put 10,000 hours in. And I can be an expert. But everybody did like sort of casually overlooked deliberate practice, 10,000 hours of deliberate practice. What's the difference? Deliberate practice means you're doing something that's improving challenge with challenge that's pushing you out of your comfort zone. Hmm. So you know the difference between when you go to the range and you're just Effing around, versus when you're actually you're you're feeling maybe a little frustrated, and then you're like, oh, "I'm making mistakes, and I got to fix this mistake, and it's it's hard, it's got to be hard." So that's so he studied he studied experts in so many different domains, um, violinists, chess, um, tennis, golf, all different all different areas, and found that, that that time the the common denominator among all the top experts is time. And and then what did they do in their time? And he studied that, so he studies expertise.
0: And and was there anything about the time that made that that was interesting as well?
1: Yes, so yes. <laughs> and so how that time is spent. And so in fact, that one of the one of the studies was he, they literally just tracked some some um, what they did in their practice and how they did it. And so the chess in ch- a lot of the high level chess champions. Um, were they, they they looked at the board differently. So they looked at whoa mm-hmm, and they played against people that were better than them. Wow, And they played, and yeah, and then this is interesting. So so at like at the national level, there wasn't much difference um, among the sort of top to second tier. It, and it wasn't necessarily the most talented that were at the top but it. All, all of them were talented, but it wasn't necessarily the most talented. Then when you get to the world level, this is, this is where it gets interesting. The absolute top, top, top performers were not the ones that were given, that were the highest achievers earlier with the gift, best sort of gifts and talents. They were the ones that were just a little below and had to work their way up to the top. So they learned how to work harder to get there.
0: Uh, so is that the difference between uh, d- discipline and and like gifted and talented? I, I I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I'm like, how does the, How do you translate that? You
1: translate it to, so so you can have gifts and talent, but what you do with it matters. Hmm. So if you're not if you're not pushing, if you're not pushing yourself, if you're like, wow, I've been, it comes easy to me. I see this a lot. It comes easy to me. I'm just I'm okay. I'm just gonna keep on doing it. I didn't have to work that much. No, it's it's like I've got i I've got a, a student, right? She is not the most talented. She's not the strongest and she's not the most gifted. But she's the hard worker. And so she's got she's got she's she's got a, you know a mother who's also in this perfect storm. She's Chinese. She's got a she's an only child and she has a mother that's very invested in her in her learning. And so she practices and she doesn't push back she doesn't question and there's there's not a high priority on like autonomy and creativity in in her sort of world with her mother it's more like there's a high priority on pushing yourself and working hard and doing what you're told and so out of that so first time I I was you know first year I was working with her she played in a tournament two-day tournament 96 94 one year later and I only saw her 17 times I counted um she shot seventy 73 Lapped the field by eleven strokes, and it was raining that day. So, you know, and here we are a year later. Wow. she's a freshman in high school. She just went down in the middle of winter, dead of winter, it's fifteen degrees in DC, went down and played in two tournaments, two two day tournaments in uh, mid to low 70s, both all four rounds. So so you know she she's a perfect example. You'd never look at her swing and say, wow, you are abs- You're gonna, you are a phenom. She's, just, she's that slow creeper, and those are the ones that are going to outwork, and those are the ones you got to be careful about, or you, or you want to raise, or you want to be.
0: That's so cool. I definitely, I mean, one of my favorite quotes that I apply to my work is, what do you, uh, is, um, is uh, I don't actually know who said it, but it's, you know, success is 99% perspiration 1% inspiration and I believe it I mean you know there was like we're going I was like I was like we were traveling the other day and I was like thinking about um how someone came up with the idea for class pass you know what it is like like yeah remind me it's like 50 bucks a month and I can go to as many yoga high intensity interval training pilates whatever and it's like an like I can and it's like such a good deal I win and they win. They get. I'm going to places that I would never normally go. And I was like, that's a really good idea. I was like, I should come up with an idea like that. And I was like, well, you know, I did come up with an idea that was pretty brilliant. It was, uh, you know, parking garages. I was like, why do we take a ticket? Why don't they just scan my license plate and connect it to a credit card and just bill me? Like, I mean, come on. And it turns out someone invented that. But it's like that idea. It's like inventing it isn't the same as implementing it and doing it. And uh, I'm sure that that comes up with golf. Um, I can't figure out how, but innovation is, it's really not so much just sort of like having an idea.
1: I can, someone's like, yeah, I can do it. I can do it on the range, but I can't do it on the course. That just means you haven't done the work.
0: Right. It's funny. I can't do it on the range. Brilliant.
1: (laughs) Keep it like that.
0: Yeah. Actually, my best rounds are just like awful. Like can't even find the club face. Go out there at first E straight drive.
1: Keep it. That's, yeah, what
0: is that? Do you know what that is?
1: Uh, you don't even need to know. I mean, yeah, that's you're, fine. You're good. Do not question it. <laughs> you're fine. Keep, keep it rolling.
0: What, um, as a person who's spent what it sounds like a lot of your life kind of centered around golf, is there any is there any uh, deep, deep takeaways that you've had thus far? On the
1: golf front or on the playing or teaching? Mm. I don't know. It's been fun. I've certainly met a lot of cool people. I mean... It, by the way, my head's spinning with lots of different ideas, but uh, I can get deep. I can get deep. Can what would you say? What would
0: you say is the most peculiar part of golf?
1: It's peculiar to me how 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 different it is for how different people, right? Some people just want to play as well as they can. And some people want to. Just hit the ball and go for a walk. So be, it, I mean, it's a peculiar game to begin with. I mean, you got fourteen clubs. Why fourteen? And they're all different lengths, and then they look different, and then they're numbered differently. Like you've got a one, a two, and a three, but it, don't call it the one. It's really your driver. No, it's not even a two. It's a three. Why'd you skip the two? Well, I don't know. And then it goes to a five. You skip what? Where's the four? And then it goes to, and then it goes to like three again. But it's, but it looks, it doesn't look like either one. It's called a hybrid. Okay. You have a three and then you go to, then you also, then you go to like a five. Right. So what's, what's with that? And then it goes to letters and then after the letters, and then this one's called a sand wedge, but you don't want to hit that one in the sand. Why not? Because you want to hit the, the 60, the 60. Where did that come from? What the hell? And then why are those metal and this one's graphite? Okay. And, it's, and it says L, or it says A. I mean, right, like on the shirt, like, right. That's peculiar. And then let's not even talk about some of the weird sh- that people put on. And then I'm gonna hook this little scrub thing, and I'm gonna put a towel behind my, behind my, on my butt in my belt. You know, I mean, I mean and I'm gonna wear a glove on this hand, but not on that hand. I mean, and then I'm gonna wear this outfit that I think looks really good because I'm supposed to. <laughs>
0: You're cracking me up. It is. An alien would definitely like need to talk to you about all this.
1: Right? And then I'm going to play from this, this set of tees because someone told me, because t- it's called the men's tees, but I only hit it 200 yards. And so my next shot's going to be one of those long clubs that I can't hit. It's like, that's bizarre to me. Yeah. So we have all these these traditions and, and kind of things stuck in the status quo that I think need to be rethought.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool to have a set of clubs that just made sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: because I remember when I first got into golf, I was like very confused about the clubs. Like I was like, I don't understand.
1: And I know Nancy Lopez made a set that makes sense. Oh, really? Yep. It didn't ca- catch on. It's hard to compete with these big club companies. And then you know, Mike Mike Re- uh, Mike Shy, who's uh, Bryson DeChambeau's coach, who was really, you know, he's really the mastermind behind a lot of the stuff. He's got this sort of like lab this scientific lab with stuff bubbling up um and he came up with that one eye one length idea and you know i'd say bryson's probably a great pr person for it but i'm surprised that shai hasn't been um more talked about and 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 his. but I, I mean now we have thirty thousand at least one length irons on the market so wow we'll see where that goes That could be a really great thing for a lot of people
0: hmm. do you do it
1: I've never tried it, but the concept to me, yeah, you know, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I have a relationship with Titleist, which I love, so I'm not trying to promote some other.
0: Would Titleist make you one length?
1: Maybe, but the, con- but, but I just like the concept of simplifying.
0: Yeah. I like the idea of different. Just I, different. I like the idea of like, oh yeah, that's different. I like, that's why I like Bryson a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that he wears the hat. I don't <laughs> care. It doesn't look good, but I like it. I don't like the way it looks, but I like that he wears it. But because he can do it his own it's, way. It's kind of like when I go to a restaurant. If they ha- one time I went to a restaurant and they had ice cream, you know, and they they had a garlic ice cream, and, and this, I ordered it. It was disgusting. It's garlic, but I ordered it. Who
1: would think that's good?
0: I didn't think it would be good. I wanted to confirm that it was not good. <laughs>
1: that's, that's, that's something I would do. I can relate. That's a good idea, though. That that, you know, but this the only thing I have an issue with is is when this happens in the fitness industry, and I'm sure in lots of other industries. You know, just because we've been doing it one way, it's like, okay, we have we have circular tires. Let's make a triangle tire. Hmm. Because nobody's done that. And then you've got all these this herd mentality being like, Oh, triangle tire, let's do it. No one's it. he's brilliant. Look at this. It's like, wait a sec, you know, so sometimes And it's just annoying when that happens in the golf industry. I mean, it's good for my business because everybody comes back and they're like, ah, I was trying to do this. and I'm like, okay, so. Are you talking
0: about stack and tilt?
1: I'm not talking about anything in particular. (laughs) I'm just saying.
0: What are you talking about? You're not? Mm -mm. You must be talking about something. Mm -mm. It's okay. Even the guys who invented stack and tilt think it's a bad idea, don't they?
1: No, I think it's helped a lot of people. Really? But, you know, if you're a size nine shoe, it's great. And if that's size nine, you're size nine, it's great. But if you're size twelve, that's not gonna work for you.
0: There's no actual correlation to foot size, is there?
1: No. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about.
0: I was like I was about to have my mind blown. Um, all right. I feel like we I feel like we've uh, I feel like we've covered a lot. Is there anything that, uh, is there anything you wanna add? I mean there's a lot more I would like to talk about, but I'd like to keep it to an hour. What what um, any questions from the uh, from the gallery? A lot of silence. What's, I uh, asked Piers and Andy this, what is the most natural part of your swing? Ooh.
1: The most natural part of my swing? Most natural part of my swing? Hmm. It's all, I mean, I learned when I was young, so it all feels pretty easy. I, it might be putting, that was the first thing I ever learned. I love putting. Really? Yep. And in Vermont the, the, the greens, I mean there's not even a flat line in the whole state. I mean they, everything's roly poly. So I learned to do you ever play Band in Dunes? Yeah. You know you know Pacific Dunes that roly poly putting green? Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's I kinda learned like that. So for me, I, I can read greens very easily without a lot. I don't need like a secret decoder ring with charts and stuff. I can it's just easy for me to to read greens. I'm a very good green reader.
0: Oh, that's cool that you enjoy it. I love it. Yeah. I don't really enjoy putting. You don't? No, I need I to, I need to, uh, I actually think that was a, you just taught me something. It's like I want to I want to walk up to it and be like, I enjoy this. I mean, I do kind of enjoy it, but it's also terrifying.
1: You, uh, you know what? You need to play some more games. Putting games? Yeah. Make it, just make it fun. Yeah. And then you'll enjoy it. And try to play in some extreme, you know, lies. You can see some crazy stuff.
0: Yeah. We got a question, <laughs> Evan? Yeah, what is it? When you first started playing golf, what did you <laughs> love about it at first and what do you love about golf right now? Oh, I like that. What did you what did you love about golf at first and what do you love about it right now? Well, As she God. clears her throat. God. Cough coming. Do you want me to pause it? <coughs> Hang on.
1: I forgot what the question was.
0: It was what <laughs> do you love in the beginning and what do you love now?
1: Okay. Yeah. So in the beginning I love the challenge. What do I love about the game now? Well I found different challenges. You know, and I think for me. I love I love connecting with people that um, that are hard to connect with, I think. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, like it, there's certainly some some people that want to get better but it's like it's like somebody's somebody's doing their own puzzle and I've got to look over their shoulder and figure out where the pieces are missing. And depending on depending on a lot of factors. You know, some, like a totally beginner, you're just trying to get all the pieces all the color side, you know. It's like very very basic. Like, let's just get the edges, let's get the basics, let's figure the grip, and let's understand contact, and let's, let's move through that. But if someone becomes better and better and better, there might be one or two pieces m- missing, and that can, that can be a huge eureka, you know? I'm surprised at how many people that I've, I shouldn't say how many, but I'm surprised that I've been able to, um, to, to, to facilitate someone's success just through text messages. Right. And I'm...
0: Well, you're watching a video. No. Really?
1: I saw, I saw I'm saw. thinking one guy most recently, but I did the golf fix thing, the online lessons for a while. I I, I was sort of dubious about the whole process. So I thought, well, this is just a video. I, I can't see ball flight. I don't really know much about the person. I got the most crazy positive feedback. People were like, oh, yeah, that helped. I couldn't believe it. So, I mean, that, that's that's kind of an aside. but But... But sometimes, just by asking the right questions and kind of figuring out where somebody is, is, is where their like model, mental model is, or where they are with something, or what their issue is, just by listening, figuring that out, you can make you can make adjustments, you can make improvements, I should say. Mm. And I like finding that one thing that can affect lots. Like I like minimally invasive surgery. I don't like people that have to stay overnight and like ah about. I got like a wound. I got to repair. I'm gonna. I have no game for six months. Like I, you know, sometimes that's that just happens. But, but if you can figure out a way to do that doesn't require all of that, it's that's a, to me is success.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. The uh, the the simpler the better. I think the simpler the better. Me too. Alex, you wanna throw one in the hat? Yeah, coming from someone knowledge that if I have time to play golf, I'm going to play and not practice. Mm. Um, and you, you repeat practice, 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 and effective practicing. How can someone who doesn't seem to have much time get effective practicing in?
1: I'm so glad you brought that up, because you can practice on the golf course. So by getting out there, you throw two balls down, or have one golf ball. So the way you can think about it is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit. I'm going to hit draws today on on the even holes and I'm going to only hit irons on the you know whatever it is like I'm going to focus on my driving I'm going to focus on my 150 yards in I'm going to focus so so instead of going out there and say let's just let ha- something happen you can kind of you you can look at it as a different as a different sort of experience that this is going to be practice for me and I'm going to I'm going to try to do better with this type of shot or I'm going to make this my goal. My goal is to hit half of the greens, you know, or I want to get nine up and downs today, or my putting's going to be, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's a hugely effective way to spend your time.
0: Thank you. I love it. Any questions for me?
1: Tons, but I don't think we have time. <laughs>
0: um, where, so tell, uh, for those listening, how can they find you? You're on Instagram. Uh, the link is below, but it's your name Trillium dot dot underscore Rose? underscore
1: underscore Rose.
0: Rose, and you're based in uh, DC. DC.
1: Yep, I have a website TrilliumRose.com.
0: Trill golf, no more.
1: Trill golf on Twitter. It's my Twitter handle.
0: Oh, that is okay, but it's not mm-hmm. your website. Mm-mm. Anyone?
1: No. Nope. Although I still I still own it, so if you Trill golf it, it'll get
0: to Trillium Rose. And if you run into Penny Hardaway,
1: away? golf, Trill Let,
0: let him know. Um, All right. Cool. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. I love you.